0: The Ain't No Fang Podcast. From Arizona sports, Ain't No Fang. We're only a couple of days into spring training. Some players starting to get some looks. Is it already just a one-man race for the fifth spot in the starting rotation? I'm Steve Zinsmeister with Cody Fincher on the Ain't No Fang Podcast. With an extra emphasis today on the competition for that last spot. In the starting rotation We know the names Dre Jamison, Tommy Henry, Ryan Nelson Appear to be the biggest names An off chance that Brandon fought A guy who spent minimal time in AAA last year Could work his way into the conversation He's more likely to be a call up Mid-season at some point I know that most of these guys Have only pitched like Four innings at most Most of them are two innings But is it already just a one man race?
1: Yes, yes it is or are we just hoping it's a one man race? No, it well, I think it's both because I I think right now, I mean, yes, you, you said it's it's super early. It's only been a couple weeks of them playing games, a week or so, week and a half. I can't I don't even know. But right now, the fifth spot is Dre Jameson's to lose right now. He's the only one. I mean, he's pitched, like you said, he's pitched four innings, but he hasn't given up a run. At all, he is. He's just p- pitching really well right now. He's uh, in two games. He's pitched four innings, given up one hit, one hit, one walk, struck out three. Um, yeah. So uh, he's pitching super well right now in in early spring. I, I'll grant. I'll give you that. It's early. Super. early. It's early. But Ryan Nelson and. Tommy Henry have kind of been getting hit around some hard contact um, against these guys. Let me look up Ryan Ryan Nelson's numbers Ryan Nelson, two and two-thirds innings, eight hits, seven runs,
0: yeah. only two strikeouts. That's an ERA of 23.63, a whip of 4.50. Again, yeah. only two and two-thirds innings, but he got rocked in his first couple of
1: appearances. But you got to think, too... And by the way, Tommy Henry four and a third innings pitched a twelve point four six ERA, six strikeouts, a WHIP of two point oh eight. It's the equivalent of a bad
0: outing, sir. Sure. Yeah, that's it's for, the yeah. equivalent of a bad yep, outing yep. for Tommy Henry. For Ryan Nelson, it's the equivalent of a horrible outing. Right. <laughs> two <laughs> and, and two thirds is. I and, mean, you're, you're getting pulled way early. And you got to
1: remember too, like the they're not facing the A lineups of all these teams. No. So that is that a little more concerning? Maybe. But, again, it's spring training. It's early. A lot of these guys, I mean, yeah, Tommy Henry's pitched in two games. Ryan Nelson, I think, has pitched in three games off the top of my head. Um, Brandon Fott's getting his second start today. Um, so we'll see. But right now, Dre Jameson is pitching really well. But I'm trying not to fall into the, I'll call it the, Uh, JB Bukowskis spell remember that was that last year spring training probably the last two well remember there was that I think it was last year spring training where he was untouchable and Myself included everyone was calling for him to make the bullpen and he didn't make the bullpen out of spring training. Everyone was like, what are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. And he ended up getting hurt or not pitching well, then getting hurt. Now he's not even on the roster anymore. Um, the same thing happened with I remember <laughs> Trace Thompson. Remember that spring training? Yeah, there was a time <laughs> where we thought Trace Thompson might work his way into the center field. Starting center fielder, Trace, Trace, Trace Thompson. Because yeah. he was just mashing home runs in spring. He was. Um, so he had like five or six that year. Again, the, the coaches on the staff know what they're doing better than we do. But I think if you just look at the eye test right now, Dre Jameson, it, this is his spot to lose as of right now. A lot can change between now and the end of end of the month when spring training ends, but Right now, I mean, he's got the stuff. We know that. He throws really hard. He, he's pretty accurate as well. I mean, he can dot the corners with 99. Well, and we played that
0: soundbite, I think it was last week or maybe the week before, of Tori Lovello saying that Brent Strom, the pitching coach, asked him in the offseason, we need more power. We need to bring in guys with who throw hard. We yeah. need power pitching. And they went and did that. Now, now you were never going to get the throws hard elite closer because those don't sure. become available in free agency. Right. But they got a bunch of guys like Carlos Vargas who throw hard There's this and k- threw him into the bullpen. If that's the philosophy you want to go with and you want it to bleed over into your starting rotation, then Jameson's the guy.
1: Yeah. There's this kid, by the way, Justin Martinez, out of the bullpen. He was... He's throwing like 102 can there was
0: he, can there, he aim it there was a <laughs> is the question
1: there was a, a a a picture of the scoreboard at camelback ranch the d-backs were playing the dodgers and this the radar gun on the scoreboard couldn't even put up three digits it was it said he threw a zero zero mile an hour fastball because he was throwing 100 he's not on the 40 man, is he i don't think so I just saw the the MLB Pipeline released the D back's top 30 prospects, and he's now number 21. (laughs) He jumped way up. I don't know where he was before that, but (laughs) where was this guy? um, I was watching a TV broadcast the other day, and they were talking about how he was the darling of the fall league. So maybe he emerged there too, but um, I don't think he is originally a D back's like draft. A, a draftee or or whatnot but i think they got 40 him somewhere man else roster. um i don't yeah he is on the 40 man oh he is Ooh, well he
0: well at mlb.com well he
1: it, is on the 40 man roster it always kills me to see that people Ooh. were born in this century oh is he a 2001 oh, 2001 he was born the year the d-backs won the world series wow wow isn't that wild that's crazy those he, people don't exist explains how <laughs> he throws so hard though <laughs> yeah. uh he's so six three one eight i mean this is a big kid how, throws yeah. hard okay so he's got a shot if he can if he can locate he's Listen, got a
0: shot this bullpen is not good enough
1: it's open for, for anyone business, to baby
0: be, yeah it's not good enough for anyone to be out of the picture no you know what i mean um if he outperforms guys like vargas guys like Juris Familia, Cole Solcer, uh, even to some degree maybe Kyle Nelson even though I like Kyle Nelson a lot we haven't, lefty. we haven't seen Kyle Nelson yet pitch I if, think he's if been this injured. guy just comes in and lights it up and is throwing
1: 102 for a month
0: I think yeah. maybe you give that guy a look
1: speaking he doesn't of, have to have a big role speaking of the bullpen uh, we got our first look at Mark Melanson yesterday and how was that look uh, it wasn't good oh, it was yeah. It was. he gave up th- uh, three runs <clears throat> three runs on six hits in one inning yesterday. Not great. I saw someone tweet his cutter topped out at 89 point something miles per hour. Hmm. Where do you throw that guy? Where do you throw that guy in the bullpen? Well, like we talked about before, he was really good in save opportunities
0: last year. So he has an argument to be the closer. He certainly has the experience to be the closer. It's part of the reason they signed him last year. But he was atrocious
1: in non-save opportunities. I feel like, just, I know you can't manage a team based on perception. It would be a really tough sell if Torrey Lovello said Mark Melanson's the
0: closer. Well, remember, Torrey said that he's not going to name a closer by the end of spring training. He shouldn't. Honestly, they'll go into the season with either a committee or they'll have like, remember when Archie Bradley became the closer, but they refused to say he's the closer, even though he He was was getting all the save opportunities when
1: they had a lead. Yeah, right. Right. So
0: like, is that what we're going to see where he'll roll out Miguel Castro in the ninth inning every time? Be like, but he's not the closer.
1: Yeah. He's looked really good, by the way, in spring training. Scott McGuff has looked really good. Um, so he those hasn't struck anybody out, I don't think. McGuff, no, he yeah. has not. Each I, of these
0: guys has thrown like two innings, right? But uh, Castro has <laughs> Castro struck out some, and he needs to. Yeah. That's his game, you know. But I don't think McGuff has struck anybody out, if I remember right. But that's not a huge concern. That's going to come with time. Um, if that's our conversation circling around the pitching, I think there's a conversation to be had around the hitting too, because with the pitching, and I'll go back to that for just a second. The guys that we've seen the most of, the most innings, are the guys that are fighting for that fifth rotation spot. Tommy Henry has the most innings at four and a third. Right. Drake Jameson has four. Those guys are going to get opportunities, especially early, because they're trying to figure out that part of the
1: roster. And we haven't we haven't even seen Madison Bumgarner or Zach Gallen yet.
0: Right. So the equivalent on the offensive side of the ball is how many at-bats are people getting? And I think some people might be surprised to see that Paven Smith, who I think is on the bubble of making the roster on opening day, he has the most at-bats, or is tied for the most at-bats at least, on this team. I don't know if that's going to surprise some people. Because you and I have talked about where does he fit, right? As an outfielder, he was a poor defensive outfielder. He really can only play the corner, so he gives yeah. no value to you in center field. He's a left-handed hitter, which... Everybody else in this outfield already 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 does. So many. He's not fast, which all of them are. He's not a power hitter. He's probably good for maybe 10 to 15 home runs at most in a full season of work, if he was a full-time player. He's a backup first baseman, but you have a first baseman in Christian Walker, who not only was third in Major League Baseball in war last year, third. Really?
1: Third. I did not know that. Third. Wow.
0: In Major League Baseball in war because of his his defense, too. Yeah. And that guy played 160 games. He doesn't miss games. Now, even if he plays twenty less games and plays 140, are you really putting Paven Smith on the roster to play twenty games as a backup first baseman? Well,
1: and here's the Is thing. Is he gonna DH? Here, here's the here's the problem. Yeah, he's leading at bats in spring training. He's leading in or he he's not leading in average, but he's close. He's, I think he's at um, three eighty five, so, if I remember right. But when you when you look at it though where where does he play? Like you're saying, are they really going to keep Paven Smith, give him a roster spot to play 20 games? Like you're saying, twenty maybe 25 starts at first base. And let's say they work handful, in another 10 at DH. A, or and know. maybe one here or there in the outfield bar, you know, an injury or whatever. I guess. Let's just say everyone's healthy. Are they really going to give Paven Smith a roster spot when... And you're talking about DH, too, when they have Evan Longoria, when they have Lourdes Gurriel Jr., who needs at-bats somewhere. Kyle Lewis. Kyle Lewis. We haven't seen him yet in spring. I think he's been dealing with some health issue or injury I think issue. I saw he's going to
0: debut this week.
1: So Two catchers. Yeah. One of them could DH here and there. There's Kelly and Moreno. Marte um,
0: Marte's going to need some DH so days if you're going to keep him healthy. I just
1: don't think there is... I don't think there's room for Paven Smith on the on the on the roster on the 26 man roster because yeah, it, it, I don't think they would just keep him to be a backup first baseman and some handful of at bats at DH because can't see it because what you're going to do is you're going to DH either Longoria or Guriel depend like a left handed against a lefty. So a lefty you will probably have Guriel playing left field. And Longoria DHing or playing third, depending on where Rojas is at. Kyle Lewis probably works. Kyle his way Lewis in there. can DH. But you don't have to go all righties, and but
0: in theory you won't because you have two two thirds of your outfield. And will be for lefty. backup
1: first base, they can just put Guriel over there, or or Longoria or, in or a Longoria pinch. in a pinch. Exactly. Um. So I, I just I just don't think there's room for Paven Smith. Can I game theory this out for a second?
0: Because you and I, last year at the trade deadline, we wrote a bunch of articles about here are some, some possible trades that maybe could happen. Now, you and I focused more on what the D-backs were getting in return. But if you go back and look at what we were offering up in those trades, they you know it's trades from your depth. And they ended up even kind of doing that in Dalton Varsho sure. uh, getting traded for a catcher and, and Guriel. Mm-hmm. But we always talked about their outfield depth. Dominic Canzone, Dominic, uh, Dominic Fletcher... Fletcher uh, at the time, they had Stone Garrett, who was kind of making an appearance in the Major Leagues. He's gone now. But Paven Smith, there's other guys I haven't even listed yet. Uh, uh, Wildred Pertino is in that mix as well. Uh, Christian Robinson making an appearance at spring training. Drew Jones. Drew Jones. So you have a ton of outfielders. And if Paven Smith works his way into that conversation, could they be giving him a lot of at-bats now in hopes that he impresses another team enough to come and get him? I think that's, I think
1: that's a good thought. I think Not that I think you're going to get I think that's a possibility, but... I mean, if he's not, if he doesn't have a spot on your team, you would just be keeping him in case there's an injury, right? He would be a triple A holdover. Exactly. He'd be, he would be. How many options does he have? Who is the, who is the pitcher that they always kept uh, bringing up and down? Um, Dominic Leone. no, oh,
0: no. Uh, Silvino Bracho. Yes. He would be. Silvino Bracho. Uh, yeah, Every he, five days he'd he would be down be and up.
1: the Silvino Bracho of outfielders, where he would just be coming up for an injury or something like that. And I don't know if they want to do that with Pavin Smith. I mean, he, I don't know what you would get for Pavin Smith. Um, Not you'd, much. You'd probably but... get. A low-level prospect, maybe, for Pavin Smith. But
0: could he be in a package where you're, could. you're packaging a handful of prospects? He wouldn't be the best one, but, you he, know.
1: So, in a handful of prospects deal like that, he would he would be the piece that would be like, okay, he's the, he's the closest to being Major League ready. That's what he would be. If you are trying to package him with maybe some of your pitching depth, in your lower minor leagues, like a Slade Siccone or a Bryce Jarvis or something like that, maybe, uh, maybe you get something for that, but. I don't know. I I just don't think that they're going to solely keep him on the roster to just be backup first base. That seems like a waste of a roster spot really when does. you when you already have guys that can play first base. When Christian Walker's not playing first base, like you said, Christian Walker played a hundred... he only missed two games last year. Yeah, he played 160 that's a hundred durable games. player, and I, mean, I don't want him doing that again. By the
0: way, but well,
1: I don't think that will. That's very that's hard to. Duplicate Christian Walker is also your really your primary power hitter. There's not a he lot is. of power in the lineup. Aside there's from not him. there's not. Um If Cattell Marte is healthy for a whole season, he can probably run into twenty five home runs. But um, we've seen him do that before. But yeah, Christian Walker, it, it, take him out of the lineup. Where are your home runs coming from? I don't know. But yeah, so I I I don't I just don't think that Pavin Smith has a, has a spot right now. I think, and people I've seen people on Twitter say, well, well, Kyle Lewis shouldn't have a spot because he only or shouldn't have a guaranteed spot. I should say, because he, you know, he only hit a, what a buck 43 last year. Um, he's injured, but I think they would want to see what Kyle Lewis has first because they did. I mean, not like they traded, um, a top level uh, player for him. They got him for Cooper Hummel straight up. But I mean, we're talking about three years ago where Kyle Lewis, I know it was in the 2020 short season, but Kyle Lewis was the rookie of the year in the American league. So um, I think he's, I think he's got high upside, but we'll see what happens. But if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. And that's where maybe Paven Smith falls back into play, but it's unfortunate for a guy like Paven Smith because the, the thing he's got working against him most is that he's left-handed. <laughs> yeah. You know, like we have, they have so many left-handed hitters, so many left-handed hitters, McCarthy, Thomas, Carol, uh, Rojas, uh, just, just, just Marte's those guys. A switch Marte's hitter. a switch hitter. So he, I mean, technically he can be left-handed, but, so there's so many and the fact that Paven Smith was kind of relegated to just being a corner outfield really hurt that he never really developed as the first baseman. So. I feel
0: like they tried to develop Varsho and Smith into outfielders and it worked it on worked one of them and not the other yeah. one. And I think
1: you have to be OK with that. Yeah, it worked with Varsho definitely worked with Varsho but it didn't really work for Pavin Smith. If I'm reading roster resource correctly, Pavin Smith has two options left,
0: so they, he can be that guy, like you mentioned, that you put in AAA and then you pull him up when you need him. Yeah. Uh, but there's a lot of Rule 5 guys. Dominic Canzone, Rule 5 player. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Wildred Pertino, Rule 5 guy. So there's going to be a handful of dudes that you probably can't just shuffle back and forth as right. consistently as you might want to. Right. Um, let's have a quick conversation about some of the rule changes. <laughs> the pitch clock, has been very interesting yes. Lots of violations uh, Some players like you know Max Scherzer Trying to use it to his advantage And trying to Max, quick pitch Max guys. Would. Max he would. would And you know what if there's a new rule
1: You should try to find a way to use Max it to Max Scherzer advantage. literally having the pitch com device on his glove Calling his own pitchers I know what I want to throw I, yeah, that's, I'm a 38 year old veteran I know what I want to throw Right it's kind of bizarre but, but like, at the same time I'm like I think I'd trust yeah. him more Than any catcher so, he's going to have The pitch clock Um, I'm not going to say I hate it um cuz I don't hate it. It's going to shave some minutes off the game. It will. I just Already is. So the the problem with the pitch clock this spring is that one everyone's talking about it yeah. because it's new and it's different and it's right. weird for baseball. And all these old talking heads of baseball are like I hate the pitch clock. I want to be able to do this and that and step off and have a 9-minute at bat, you know whatever. Um and which you still can if there's a lot of foul balls, but um I'm not going to say I hate it yet because I think there's still so much to be tweaked and worked out. You like you you can't have an ending like I can't remember who the Red Sox were playing Philly maybe where the game ended in a tie because with the bases loaded a three two count two outs in the bottom of the ninth the batter didn't step into the batter's box with eight seconds left on the clock or within eight seconds yeah so he was called out. He was given an automatic strike three and the game ended. Of course, we won't ever see a game end in a tie, but... The game ended that way and I'm like what the, you can't have let's say the, you can't have game seven of the World Series ending on a pitch clock violation we'll see what they do with the playoffs maybe they just get rid of it for the playoffs but I, I feel like baseball is the sport where when you get
0: to the playoffs all the rules are well they completely they, different.
1: they get rid of the runner on second and extras they get rid of yeah, it in the playoffs. it's like the purest form i right. putting that in air right. quotes. the purest they form of the, the sport is the, playoffs. they want the regular season to go by as fast as possible but the playoffs are anyone's right. any,
0: any fair game. we want to home so in June <laughs> I think
1: I think once the pitch clock you'll know when the pitch clock is working because you won't hear anyone talking about it right um, and we'll get there and umpires have been told this spring to really be strict on it so these players get used to it um, we saw uh, in a, I forget who the D-backs were playing the Cubs I think uh, we saw a, 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 an at-bat start in a 1-1 count because, rules. because Joe Mantiply didn't throw his last warm-up pitch with 30 seconds on the between-inning clock because Carson Kelly made the last out the previous inning and was late getting out to the, the field because he had to get his gear back on. So now on. your
0: catcher's on the clock.
1: Right. The catcher... The rule is the catcher has to be in his area, standing or crouched, I think, with eight seconds left on the clock. And so the batter also has to be in the box. So... I'll bet you and the batter has to be facing the pitcher ready to hit. I'll bet he can't you be looking future, down and tapping the ba- the the base or anything. This is way in the future, but I'll bet you
0: that eventually we get to the point where catchers uh to save time, they just like step into a contraption like Iron Man suit and it just <laughs> puts it on for you. All the gear. That would be awesome. I'm just by saying, the way, that would be so let's cool. Let's put it on the field so that the fans could
1: watch. I feel like that would
0: be a cool thing. <laughs>
1: anyway, I just um, came up with a whole new concept. Yeah, that's concept. great. It's pretty uh, cool. Yeah, contact Tony Stark about that.
0: Let's talk about the shift uh, because I feel like teams are doing a pretty good job of following the rules yeah. of not shifting in your infield. They're
1: still, like, you still see guys like, shading their infielders one way or another. Sure. The And that's fine. The Boston Red Sox might have found a loophole, though. because They the, didn't find it. Everyone I mean, knew you could have done this. But they were the first ones to do it, or at right. least that we've seen. They put... Poor Joey Gallo. (laughs) Everyone was like, Joey Gallo's comeback season is 2023 because the shift is over. The Boston Red Sox went with a two-man outfield bringing, I think, their left fielder over into short right field to play the hole. I'm going to play Devil's Advocate here. Okay. And this
0: is how I actually feel. Why do we have to feel bad for Joey Gallo? I don't feel bad for Or Cody Bellinger. Or any lefty that, (laughs) you know, Tellez or any of the guys that you know they're hitting it to the right side of the field. This is what they think of you. They think so poorly of your ability to hit a baseball that they gave you half of the outfield completely open. Right. And, said, and you're still going to hit it over We feel there. confident you're never going to hit the ball there. Yep. So we're going to take that player. It's like watching a football game and you're playing the Bears <laughs> and you say, we're so confident you can't run to the right that we're going to put all 11 of our defenders on the
1: left. Right. You know what I mean? Like right. that's,
0: And if you're the Bears, run the other
1: way. We're so confident you can't throw the ball that we're not going to cover your receivers. And if you can't do it, you shouldn't be a Major League Baseball player. Right. And you'd think some of these guys... Baseball is all about adjustments on pretty much everything. Pitchers much. have to adjust. Hitters have to adjust. Yep. Mid at bat. But it's become so weird with these and there's not, I feel like not a lot of them, like there's no really like David Ortiz is left. Joey Gallo might be the last, like, I'm only hitting it to, I'm only pulling the ball type of guy. There's some other David guys. David Ortiz
0: had some oppo. He did. Ability. I mean, David Ortiz is one of the best hitters of our time. But like
1: the thing with Joey Gallo, specifically, I don't mean to pick on the guy. The dude doesn't make contact anyway. Like <laughs> yeah, true. he was always the, I'm going to hit 30 bombs a year and hit 205. Because every time I hit the ball, it's going over the fence, but, and it's going over the right field fence. It's not going anywhere else. So that's, I mean, the fact that he's never adjusted is kind of his own fault, you know? Um, uh, I think it's good though that they're not shifting infields anymore. Yeah, that's I'm open fine. to uh, listen. I don't want to hey. sound
0: like the old curmudgeon guy. That's not how I feel. I just feel like if they're going to give you half the outfield and move an outfielder literally to an infield position, you should be able to and adjust. And if a
1: team wants to get rid of a whole outfielder and move them over there and it burns them, then tough luck. Right. Sorry, yeah, that's what you should get. Right, but yeah, I mean. I hope we don't see like well. Now all your outfielders have to be in the this region, this region, and this region when the at bat starts. And ugh, did you see it's the one all game? about it's this whole thing? The shift it was always. I think so, I, I never had a problem with the shift. I don't have a problem with it being banned, but like it's they're just trying to make so much more offense happen. Yeah, and it's just kind of stupid. To me,
0: oh, I like I like trying to make more offense happen. I like that, but I have no problem with them shifting outfield. I mean, it's it's not against the rules. So no,
1: it's not. If you
0: want against that, the rules, if you want to leave half the outfield open,
1: cool. Yeah,
0: but and then when the guy hits it there, if the guy hits it there ever, then you know you're accountable for that. Yeah,
1: it's probably an automatic. It's triple. just like the Philadelphia Eagles. I've heard this a lot lately. Their quarterback sneak, where they have like two guys run up and push Jalen Hurts forward. Yeah. Is not illegal, but everyone no. hates that they do it. Sure. But you can't fault the Eagles because it's not against the rules. No, and how many times in the Super Bowl did they need a yard and they got four? Yeah. Apparently, that's a rule they're thinking of banning for next yeah, year. Yeah, because they're too good at yeah, it. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. A team
0: gets too good at something, you got to ban it, right? Yep. you got to adjust, I guess. Did you see the one game where uh, they decided
1: to play the bottom of the night? Yes. They didn't need to, and the umpires left? Um, I can get on board with all of that. No umpires. <laughs> no umpires no at all. No supervision. Kind of like this podcast. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> I, want, I could get so on board with no umpires. That was awesome, by the way. They're like, well, we got our full days in. See ya. All right. We're going to be keeping our eyes on all the rule changes as well as... As some of these
0: competitions going on towards the bottom of the roster for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Thanks so much for checking out the podcast this week. For Cody Fincher, I'm Steve Zinsmeister. It is the Ain't No Fang podcast here at Arizonasports.com and on the Arizona Sports app.